Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Starkville House of L. I'm Steve. I'm Derek. And joining us today is the greatest writer of any writings ever, Brian Quintavious Miller. Brian, good to have you, sir. We are all the walking dead. I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Got dark quick. I know. <laughs> Clearly, this is the darkest timeline. This is the darkest timeline. Hmm. Most of uh, that Walking Dead came right out of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> there was a prior conversation we were all having about the backwoods of Mississippi and Louisiana, which which we've all touched upon. So it's not like we were ridiculing anything. No, no we, we we hail from. I still live in the swamps of South Georgia. He's stuck there, literally. Can't get away. <laughs> in the swamp. In the swamp. Bogged down. I'm, I've got, there's a frog playing a banjo sitting right next to me. I was going to say, do you have an alligator in your uh, garage? Arnie the alligator. Oh, creepy show that we shall not speak of. We'd get we'd get gators in um we where the, where our neighborhood was um you know there was was being the operative term because it's not there anymore. I was gonna say uh, you opened your door and you're at the oceans. <laughs> it's it's well what, how it used to be. Otisburg uh, was Otisburg. that. <laughs> it's it's oceanfront property. Um, a lot of how outside of New Orleans is is set up geographically. Like if you like hold your hand out, it's lots of little peninsulas of habitable land with swamp kind of in between and around all of it so we had we had a lot of swamp um you know kind of leading up to where our subdivision was and we had a canal kind of on the back of it and we lived we lived right on the canal and not like a venice you know romantic canal that people can jog along like like a pit like Mm -hmm. a squalor like just or just a run of just fetid muck yep um and we would often see like little gators and water moccasins and you'd have to be careful when you let the dogs out into the backyard even once we had a fence because like during the summer you'd find moccasins coiled up under the barbecue pit you know in the shade and stuff and neighbors running down the street shooting at snakes with shotguns and stuff and look how far you've come (laughs) brian it's like we spent our formative years together we we might have. I wasn't, you know, I didn't really learn names, so okay. we probably uh, did. That's, that's, and, hey, and who, Maddie, come here. And who could blame you? <laughs> who could blame you? The big one, come forth. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I had, I, had a weird, I had a weird thing happen, Derek, and it made me think of you. Oh, God. So so there was this guy who who I swear to God I wasn't stalking that I ran into like three places in a row on the same day. Who in LA? Kind of, in LA, who kind of looked like you? Oh God! And but like so, the first time I'm like in line at the bagel shop or whatever, and like I kind of see this guy, and like I do like to double take because I'm like, is Derek out here? Is he on vacation? Whatever. And then like clearly it wasn't you, but then he saw me looking at him, <laughs> like I recognized him. So then he kept trying to sneak looks at me to figure out if he knew me since I looked like I knew him. And then I saw him at like the grocery store, and then and then someplace else all in the same day. So I'm what pretty the, sure. How did you run into the same guy three times? In one no, day? it's it, but but it, but it happens. I had that happen. Where I, I really I don't stalk people. It just seems like I stalk people to these people that I happen upon repeatedly. So I had the same thing happen with um, the, the very lovely Amy Acker, who I ran into at two grocery stores within two hours because apparently n- neither store had exactly was, what we were looking for. I was going to say, apparently uh, both of you have an insatiable appetite for food. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they were like all the ingredients for whatever. Like you know, I was on my mission to go to the store to get. So then they didn't have it, so I ran up to the Whole Foods that that you know is like a mile away, and then like wound up like walking like in right behind her again, and was like, oh Jesus, she's gonna think I'm stalking her, and I had to like take different routes to go through the store <laughs> so I wouldn't. You know, it was it was a thing. Why don't That's, you? I mean. You should just own it at that point, though, don't you think? Like, just be like, hey, look, I'm not following well, you around. Own it and, like, chloroform her? Like, what? No, what? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my, my way out of awkward situations is to acknowledge, you know what? To me, this is awkward. So, like, some dude I don't really know, but he looks like someone, hey, buddy, uh, we're just having to be in the same place all day long. <laughs> Good to see you again, sir. Your goal is just to make it more awkward. <laughs> well, because at that point, that person no longer feels like he can't. He has to steal sideways glances at me. He can look dead on and see. Wow, that guy really is that wide. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I know because I'm thinking about this poor bastard that looks like me in L.A. And by the second time Brian runs into him, I'm thinking, okay, well, that would probably get away. But by the third time, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's funny is he's probably the bizarro Derek, so he has no clue. <laughs> you know, comic books, nothing nothing means anything to him. He's like, you know, up he is down. Swedish or something. <laughs> <laughs> Her scared of Brian Quintus Miller. Herm de firm de bagel. <laughs> Swedish chef Derek Russell. <laughs> Bjork. Oh. Well, that was a long intro. Let's talk about Smallville. <laughs> Brian, thanks so much for joining us once again. No, thank you for having me once again. We're just and now it just becomes every time we record, Brian. So <laughs> Right. Thanks for being a part of the team. <laughs> it's it's no trouble if I can bring some light to your miserable lives. Hey guys, keep, I'm more than happy to do that. Hey, you guys keep talking. There's someone outside my door, it looks like. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, Hold there. on. I'll be right back. I'm walking away. It's the face of the window. I hope he comes back. Did the guy we're have a hook for an hand? hear it all. Like, we're going to hear the body fall. <laughs> like, the sirens. This is how, like, it, like most SVUs start. <laughs> hey, somebody's at the door. I'll go here, and we hear the flip-flops, and yeah. then we hear, oh, hey, and yeah. then we hear, like, Gunshot. Like, a, like, a knife going into celery. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with celery at my house? <laughs> uh, it just looked like someone had pulled up into my yard, but I guess they were well, just thank God you're around. not dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Welcome this is back. This going to make for a really awkward episode. <laughs> Welcome back to Mallard Mania, Duck Dynasty podcast. Oh. I've never seen it. We've talked about this. Oh, Welcome yeah. Back. Sorry. Welcome back to the show where we track. Is Brian Q. Miller following you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's you check his Twitter. In your yard just now. <laughs> Let's check his Twitter. Is, uh, <laughs> does he have location enabled? <laughs> Hello, Sydney. <laughs> Here's a guy that made a scream reference. <laughs> I'm just still wondering if he's outside your house right now, Steve. Who, <laughs> Brian? Yeah. Come on in, In all man. fairness, it was a Scream 4 reference. Oh, okay. Well, really? I guess Sydney was in Scream 4, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. Now, that, that really worked out for Nev Campbell's big comeback, huh? Was it supposed to be a comeback? I don't know. I just assumed. Good I never, for you. I, Glass I, half full. Thank you. I never saw that one. I saw it in a hotel. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw it um, 
like uh, maybe a Comic-Con night late one night. Okay. Yeah. Is is the original Scream one of the definitive movies of the 90s? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Derek? I, I totally agree. Did we lose Derek? No, I just let you guys <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Brian, so let's talk Haunted. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you kill somebody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and make others leave. Yeah. How dare I? Where do you get off? <laughs> I Who only made you God. I, I only dared with two of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, you actually this this arc, this episode, if you will. I mean, there were some pretty big things that happened throughout. I mean, from the obvious death of Bart uh, at the end, Chloe and Oliver say goodbye. And then there's the resolution Spoiler of Tess's alert. situation. Yeah, spo- if you're listening to this and you haven't read it, why are you listening? All the print issues are already out. I know. Look, the by playing this podcast, you're saying to yourself, when you hit play, you're saying self-spoiler alert. Is that what you say? Uh, yes, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut that out and put it at the top of the show. <laughs> Just as angry and echoey as you possibly can. No, well, I can get a lot echoier. Oh, he's going to do it. He's got a button for that. He'll go Krypton Elder on us. Guilty. Uh, <laughs> we can do it, guys. There's three of us. <laughs> all right. Set it up so we can all do it. <clears throat> Does it work like that? I don't know. Well, um, what's the line just before? I call on you now to pass. Ju- okay, who's going to be first? I thought we were all just going to say guilty. Now you're making yeah. this way you're too complicated. Okay. All right. I'll start. Guilty. 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 <laughs> That's a unique line reading from Superman <laughs> the movie. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> I, th- I thought I'd go the other way. <laughs> just guilty. <laughs> And then, and then for the person or persons who are down in those spinning rings, then they're, they're super tense because the first two guilties came right. in. Sure. So then my guilty comes in, and like Eb's still saying guilty because they're horrible people, right. and they have to go to the Phantom Zone, and they're guilty. But I at least want to throw them off enough to where they think something good happened, and they're like, oh, maybe I'm getting – no, and then they get sent away. And justice it's, is served. It's the and, poor Swedish bastard version of me in the rings. It's like, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Brian Q. Miller. And your heirs. <laughs> As a child, Steve thought uh, Zod said, and your ass. I did. I did. In your ass or and your ass? And. Like, he was oh, like. It's I'll, different threat. It's two very different threats. Sure, totally sure, different. Sure. You, you'll pay for this one day, Jared. Both you and then one day. I thought, he, yeah, I thought that's what he said. And someone actually photoshopped a picture of Zod with a donkey. It <laughs> said property of Jarrell. And sent to us. This is terrible. Oh. I feel like we've lost control. Brian, I apologize for the derailing of the podcast before it ever got going good. 
I think he did it. Never got going well. I'm sorry. Well, it's going to be one of those, is it? (laughs) 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 Substituting good for well is something up with which I will not put, sir. That's see. That's too complicated. I know. Let's just let's just talk about something else. Let's diagram a sentence. Tree. No, we there. There's a lot that happens throughout the entire episode arc here. Of how oh, you brought it back, mm-hmm. but you pulled that e brake and you swung it around. Yeah, he's got a he's got a mentality. Good on you. Two episodes because we got effigy and haunted here. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, because yeah. effigy is just a fun word to say. Yeah, yeah, effigy, effigy. Um, and your ass. That's another. That's another word like TARDIS that I don't think Southerners are supposed to say. I don't know effigy. Because God help us, we can't help the way we speak. We try. Hmm. But I, I don't think any Southerner was ever supposed to say the word TARDIS. Well, and there were so many regional, just kind of dialects where it would change to just different pronunciations as well. It's it's a hotbed of mispronunciation. Yeah, TARDIS or effigy. Uh, the South. Mm, Just in okay. general. All right. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Which is not any kind of swipe at any, I'm from there, so it's with love, but just having grown up around people who enjoy orange juice and mm. and their Uncle John and, mm-hmm. and, uh, oh J-A-U-G-H-N. Just- What's another one? Put some Earl in the, uh. In the kettle, you know, it's, uh, there's, there's quite a few little bits and pieces and pockets and places where there's just different, uh, emphasis on different syllables. Yeah. I know people that say Chicago. (laughs) I've never heard that before. I have. Well, it's just like, just like with, um, like if you're depending on, on, on where you're from. And you know it's it's New Orleans, New Orleans, or Nolans. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's uh, one of the beautiful things about our country being the melting pot that it is. Or Nola now. Or Nola. Nola. Which is, no one has time to actually say the whole city's name. That's Hashtag just, yeah. Nola. Even driving the five hours from here to there, anybody says New Orleans. You have five hours. Just say New Orleans. Is that <laughs> is that like yo? Is Nola like Yolo? No, well, yes, it's probably the same group of people. Hmm. It's the same sentiment. So, so driving there though, how many people are you? How many times do you have to kind of bring up where you're going while you're driving? Uh, it's just for those really rare Alzheimer's patients that you're taking back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dream, t- the sequel to the dream team. <laughs> dream team. <laughs> yeah, where are we going again? Totally, you know that's what this podcast is like. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, There's a whole thing on Echo, Steve. <laughs> uh, that's been done. It's, we have done that <laughs> more times than we can count. So, but we do have haunted, indeed. Ooh. And uh, and um, what? Yeah, how dare Spooky. you kill people and take them away from us? It's, we yeah, should be we should be so angry at you for well, your actions. Well, in in all honesty, and it's not for any lack of love. If I had had my way um, earlier when the when the show was on the air, Bart Bart would have met a similar fate uh, long ago. Oh, I thought so. you were going to say you were going to kill Batman. And the detective I was like, "No, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Hold a on. version of a version of Haunted was um, good grief back in." Um, when I was an assistant back in season seven, um, we had um, 
freelance Thunderdome where all the assistants kind of had to go pitch out episodes, um, you know, to try and win a slot to write uh, one of the freelance episodes for the season. And so a version of Haunted was was one of mine. The, you know, not, not the stuff with, you know, Earth 2 and all that business, but with Bart and the Black Flash kind of being the gremlin on the wing in the Speed Force and, and all of that. And uh, uh, the decision was kind of taken out of everyone's hands when the strike happened, and then they kind of had to just use what would have been the freelance slot uh, to be our product placement obligation fulfillment episode which was uh which uh, uh sticky pete mm. and the uh and the stride gum factory oh, so. hero hero um so you you call it like a freelance thunderdome was tina turner singing we don't need another hero how does the rest of that song go no idea <laughs> he might do it <laughs> that's what i was banking on because then the echo can come back in and mm, everything but mm, mm. So this is something you've had in your back pocket for a while. Uh, at least, it, I mean, it, it had to, you know, change a little bit just given, you know, where where everyone is, uh, you know, as characters in the series at this point. It was when when I had um, kind of pitched it out in the first place, it would have been, you know, much more bittersweet because Clark hadn't lost an ally yet. Mm. At that point, so and then it almost it, it every every year it came up and went away, and uh, you know whenever we'd sit around the table and you know it's, it'd be the beginning of the year, or the middle of the year, and we'd kind of go around and say, okay, you know, throw up the big board. What do we, you know, what are what are episode ideas everybody has? And then it got to where they just would skip me and just say Death of Flash, and then you know write it up on the board and then. Keep it. <laughs> um, but it was it certainly would have had uh, you know different. And impact if um, you know Hawkman hadn't you know taken a fall already. So God, when was it? There were a few times when actually it was part of a break and then eventually got thrown out. It was God. Plastique almost had Bart in it, and Bart almost mm. went away in that one. Um, she was going to go like nuclear. She was going to. She couldn't stop her powers or whatever. And Bart was going to run her out of town, and she would survive, but Bart wouldn't. And there was going to be a little bit of flirty flirt, um, but. Rightly so, it was decided that as episode two of kind of the uh, the paradigm shift, you know, for season eight when it was right. kind of the show reinventing itself, that it was too soon to kind of go to the Bart well on that. And then definitely for Icarus, um, Bart had come up instead of Hawkman. And then, oh gosh, we – at some point it, it was going to be possibly in play – in the second half of the last season at one point, but because of the Hawkman thing that it just, it got shelved because we didn't want to have people from his life dying constantly in that last run. Why, why so determined to kill Bart? It wasn't <laughs> nothing against Bart. It was just, you know, that, that one little thing of like, it was a clear cut, you know, idea slash mm-hmm. story that was, you know, always ready to go. We just had to find the right time to do it. And it just didn't present itself. So then now that I'm, a maniac behind the wheel of the car. It was time to just kind of finally do that and, it's and time to run him over, <laughs> just ran him over, threw him under that bus and backed it up. Well, and it, it works out well for, for some of the things that were done. The, the homage to the electric blue Superman, uh, with the special suit they put Clark in and everything, those sorts of things couldn't have happened in, in the show, I guess the way that they did here, maybe, maybe in season 10. Um, but I just, I, that was one thing when I saw that cover, I was like, 
I can't believe he went there. That's amazing. That was one of those things that just blew my mind clear out of the water. That was in a good way because, um, I think a lot of people try to forget that era of Superman history, the electric blue Superman. And I'm not about to confess like a secret love for it or anything, but, <laughs> but I do know that during we that, that's right. But during that time, and your ass. <laughs> during during that time of of Superman history, that's something that really kind of because I figured they're not going to keep him this way. But it was intriguing enough for me to keep checking in, especially when they did the red blue thing right on yeah. through the Millennium Giant storyline and all um, into Superman Forever with that awesome Alex Ross lenticular cover, but. Uh, just to see that homage was just, uh, just personally, it was cool to me. And it was something that obviously had you done this story, then I don't know that it could have been pulled off as well. Oh no, not at all. It, it would have, it would, I mean, that element, you know, was, was new, you know, for this just cause it was one of those things. Plus I'm somewhat, you know, animated series style obsessed with getting him into as many different power-specific and mission-specific versions of the uh, Superman suit as possible just because I've always thought that's awesome whenever you can do that. <laughs> You're hoping uh, for some action figures. I got you. Uh, we'll <laughs> see. It's, I've heard nothing that would indicate anyone's even considering that. Well, I but, want the I want the, the play set that is the apartment building at Russell & Glosson. I want that, that <laughs> apartment on the fire one that, play The set. one that burned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that play set where he goes to save it and everything. Corner rustling glossing. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, let let me just say, in this in this format personally, how awesome that was. And and three hours later, after I read it, when it dawned on me, that was Superman who said my name. That's pretty dang cool. <laughs> <laughs> the five year old the five year old in me was like, "Did you hear what? Did you see what just happened?" So that and was, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had no clue. So I I was in St. Louis and. It was my normal Friday morning ritual, coffee and the iPad and swishing through. And I was like, oh, look at that, Glosson. Wait a minute, Glosson? <laughs> well, there's another name. So that was a pleasant surprise. Well, you're, you're quite welcome. There were so many pleasant surprises. Mm-hmm. And, well, I mean, of course, that's the next episode. But right. in, in Haunted, um, of course, I, I think you... You you do that great job of just you know hooking us all in and making us all feel warm and loved, and then you're like, I'm going to stomp on all your dreams <laughs> by the end of it. But then, but then you take the, but then it's 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 a give and a take because then you you you, you got to ride that wave of the up and the down. So right. there's there's a win for every for every stumble. So then you get you know you get Cassidy back as a glowy red amorphous digital lady. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember you, the email you sent me. The subject line was "spoonful of sugar," so we it's, always get yeah. something happy. Well, and it's. I mean, the thing too, you know, because because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, and it's probably just three people with different handles over and over again. But but what I've what I've seen, you know, was was some concern that the the test Lex situation resolved itself too quickly, um, which which I can totally see as a valid. You know, um, as a valid, um, uh, not concern, but just observation. Um, realistically it it probably did end a little too early, but when you, you know, take a step back and look at it, it had been a year. It's been been 12 issues, which it, you know, again, with the in world time versus the reader time, like 
it's a it's a it's an interesting thing to try and manage just in you know that when you're reading it every week you know it's it's a different experience than when you're the person who only reads the prints so then you only read it once every four weeks so how long can you maintain certain elements of plot before it's just too long yeah. and so it it felt like with with the Tess and Lex thing, it was – and I mean as a writer too with as long as this stuff takes, it's good to – even if it seems like it happened too soon, to you know shift the paradigm and shake it up a little bit so you can play with some different combinations of people and, and do some different things with those characters in, you know, in the coming arcs. Um, so, so definitely it, it opens the door for more um, uh, for more active Tess, having her, having her removed from – Lex's beautiful bald head. I thought it was a great way to end it. And yeah, like, yeah, it came back around to happy moments. Of course, we also get some really, you know, to me, one of the coolest things in there is we get Otis's last name in the first, in the second uh, chapter, <laughs> which I was happy about. <laughs> oh, Mr. Berg. And he'd never had it before, so I'm no. like, well, why the hell not? <laughs> and and you even get a little glimpse into what's coming down the line in Chapter 2 because we go by that cliff in Africa. Yes. And we yes, got, yes, a, yes. We got uh, I, I remember everybody talking when that guy was like, who is that? Why did they show that? There must be a reason. One person. I saw one person on a uh, – God, on one of the Krypton site boards, I think, um, who pegged it as Lana like that day. And was the only one. And so I was like, good on you. Good on you, Krypton site user. Individual. Individual. Um, but I, the art in Haunted, I loved. I loved. Oh, Jorge, Jorge's fantastic. I mean, we've had, we've had, you know, good artists all the way through. It, it just for, you know, we had, we had Perry on Guardian, which was great. Cause we had yeah. a consistent visual, you know, voice all through it for various reasons that, will will neither will neither titillate or excite to get into we had um, a mishmash of artists on detective to to get detective out the door so it it feels like with with haunted it, it we just we had a better gelling of of kind of art for the book um than than we had previously so and that's that's not a discredit to any of the great artists we've had. It just clicked, I think, a little bit more with with Jorge's style and with kind of the kin- the kinesis of all the Flash stuff. And um, he's he's great. So we were lucky to have him on that one. The kinesis, the ten dollar word. Um, we would be remiss if we did not um, just completely go over Gorilla Grodd as well. <laughs> you mean Monsieur Mala? <laughs> just thought that was well. First of all, monkey. <laughs> That's I probably. Emailed, what... <clears throat> I emailed Anne about that as soon as as soon as I as soon as I wrote it in the script. I was like, just so you know, Anne, if you want to get one of these weeks, and there's a call back to fortune, and it's just for you. It's it's coming back around. Which and is the, monkey. The stance and the finger point and everything. <laughs> Um, fortune, fortune does not get the love it deserves. Oh, I think uh, we love fortune, I love fortune <laughs> like because so yeah, it's goofy as shit. But <clears throat> it's goofy as shit. A on purpose. Um, it's not like an accident that any of it happened the way that it did. Um, but it it's kind of for me one of the few, t- maybe the only standout time that we've had the entire cast in one set. 
like smiling together and laughing about mm-hmm. something. Yeah, like it, it's kind of one of and it was it was a great time to do it before that last run of episodes just because it was the one like family moment for that group at that group yeah. you know in that moment in time for all of them um it's especially, especially once you get to the to the end and they're all watching the video like it's just it's a vibe we had never had on the show before and i wish we had found a way to do something like that earlier so that we could have done it more often I, I can remember when that happened and Steve and me saying that, you know, it was just like the calm before the storm that we actually got to sit around and laugh with them, these characters. For, I was a oh, good Lord. drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard drinking sinner. No, Steve's quiet for several minutes that something's going to happen. <laughs> what, what are you doing, Steve? What is that? That's we do. That's the song from that show, from that episode. That's is that what Emil was singing? Yeah. I gotcha. Yes, uh, that. Listen, that show, I, <clears throat> that episode means tons to me because, um, just because I stepped away from this show for a little bit, and that's what brought me back. That episode, so I absolutely dug it and loved it, and it'll always. Oh, and and like and it's like Derek said, we always said that was kind of like that calm before the storm for our for our heroes. Yeah, I think Anne did a great job with that one. It was, God, what was it? It was the the only, because we all, you know, it, it wouldn't be all of us for every episode around the table, but, you know, there'd be a handful of us at least for each one for that one. The only, like, concrete things I remember, like, pitching out that found their way all the way through the process were um, Clark still being too hungover to super speed and hitting the wall. Um and um, um and the and the and the and the monkey throwing the rice yeah when 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 they they realize that they or at least they assume they got married and then it throws the rice and it claps um i think those were uh, that's offhand when um, he, when he drops the luther corp sign <laughs> it still cracks me up every time when he sets that thing down well and then some of it too i think i think some of the um the home video footage um, I think some of that was just like outright improv too, because I think the stuff like with with the two of them in the bathroom with yeah. the with the ring, because uh, Justin was so good with that stuff. Yeah, um, with off the cuff stuff that was um, I think a lot of that was was natural for those guys. We love every bit of that. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of switching through moments in Haunted here, and I'm over here. I, I, I've skipped the first of Effigy just to keep going on Haunted and then to switch gears. But um, there was – you think back because, I mean, when did, when did Haunted start? It's been – Oh, God. Um, it was – I mean, it's four, it's four print issues, so it was four months. You so, feel like um, it just went by, and then I'm reading back. I'm like, oh, my God, this was like eight weeks ago. It, I think it started in December, man. Haunted, yeah, December fourteenth yeah, yeah. is when it started online. And I'm I'm just reading through chapter thirty now, and it's just like, geez, it's been. It feels like it's been forever. Um, well, but, and there was but, so much that happened in it too. I mean, you started. There out, was. I feel like there was a lot more packed into Haunted than there was Guardian or Detective. And of course, Guardian, we were on a high because it was like, yes, new. You know, we haven't <laughs> had this in forever. It's a new thing. And the detective was like, Batman! So this was kind of like just settling into the story, I think, for the readers. And then, I mean, it was, I mean, this was like, 
you know, a lot of detail-oriented stuff, not only uh, continuity-wise and canon-wise, but just a lot of story to be packed into four months. Well, for but, anime- but done, you know, expertly. Well, and oh, thank you. Um, a lot of that, too, was just because at the time, you know, the, the pressure's off a little bit now that I have the um, the ability to tell those side stories like Effigy. Because at the time when I wrote Haunted, it wasn't in play. Like, there were no side stories. So it was just like you had to service everybody and you had to keep everybody in play and keep, you know, all the threads for the year moving. Plus, I knew we were coming up on that year mark, like we talked about. So it's like you got to have some movement on something, you know, for everybody by the time you hit that year of people being with the story. So, um, you know, it's it's certainly nice to have the kind of, you know, pressure release valve of the side stories to just kind of, you know, like right now for Argo having the lowest story in Africa with Lana while Clark's busy doing his stuff. It just helps kind of segregate and, and keep things from, you know, becoming too full and gives better focus, I think, to, to you know, both both stories that are being told. Well, and it was just, it was nice to not have to, you know, we would go the off weeks on the print, but now we, there's never not New Smallville. No, the only Fridays. thing that's, that's, I mean, there's nothing to be done about it. That's, that's a little frustrating. I think, I mean, not really frustrating for me, but I'm sure it can be a little disorienting for readers now is that because of how the schedule falls, um, I know for like for Valkyrie and Argo, Valkyrie, even though Valkyrie technically happens like ten hours into the story of Argo, its week came out first. Yeah. So just little thing like and the next one, um, you know, uh Hollow, which is the next side story for the yet to be title revealed redacted episode for redacted. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Oh my god, redacted. Okay. That's called redacted. Oh what, my god. What's the name of the uh, middle story did you say? Hala? Hollow. Oh, holla? <laughs> I thought I was like, like as in holla if you hear me. With- holla. <laughs> um, hello. Um, the sequel will be holla back. Redacted. It starts before redacted does as well. So, but will it play out to where it come where it happens first? Did you time those <laughs> out? Um, that one, um, no, just because I had the schedule backwards when I wrote the redacted one. So, but they do have an intersect point that doesn't really, it doesn't reveal much of it. Actually, actually, I think the first intersect point isn't until the second chapter of Haunted, I mean of Hollow, which comes after kind of the first three weeks of Redacted have been taken care of. So it lines up once you hit that point. And with Argo, we've got a page count number change, right? Yes, we're down to 90 for Argo, just... Just, just it's it's not any kind of mandate. I'm not being no conspiracy theories. I'm not being made. What are they sh- doing to you, guys? <laughs> Get out of my house, to Dio. Um, <laughs> and your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Dan's Dan's not in my house. Um, or my or, or my is house. he? <laughs> <laughs> How do we know Dan doesn't want you to say that? Um, Blink twice if we can't see you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blinking, can't you see? <laughs> um, what the hell was I even saying? Oh, 90 pages, yes. So, so yeah, Argo's a 90. Um, uh, just to see what, what a 90 would be like versus, you know, the benefits for of a 90 versus a 120. We'll probably at some point, you know, try a 60 just to, just to see if, if the story warrants not being 120 long. 
um, it's it's all a learning process as we go. So the, I think the pleasant side effect of that is like for Argo, it just keeps rolling. Like it's very much like tonally like Guardian. We had a very traditional season premiere and detective. We had kind of a, a take, a high octane, big action take on our regular hero, a visiting hero episode and Haunted very much was kind of that. December episode of the show that sent you into Christmas break. So Argo very much is, you know, coming back around to a very action centric episode that has deep ties in, and I I can't even say how, um, I know how, and you'll read how, but in all kinds of Kryptonian mythos from, from the series. So, well, I know, I know that like the way you just spelled everything out is exactly what I was thinking as I was reading, especially as I got on, into haunted uh and i'm like this is that episode that that you're just watching and you're completely engrossed in the whole time because there's so much happening from the bart line to what's going on with Tess, to what's going on lex's head with Tess, to what's going on with oliver and chloe to what's happening i mean we we see earth too and it's just like this is this is one of those episodes where you're just looking at your friends at the commercial break being like oh my gosh what is you know what's going to happen next and um and and so it was just so it was so jam packed, and that was exactly what I was saying. I'm like this is that episode that's going to leave us hanging for six months now, you know, <laughs> or what seems like six months from December to February, and um, we'll come back with one episode on January twelfth, and then go away again we'll until Valentine's March. Day. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I need to step back about five minutes ago. I feel like I made a joke that we were all talking over each other and didn't get heard. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, please let, let's go back to it and, yeah, and, and tell you ass. if it's funny. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I was saying that the sequel to Hala is Hala Back. <laughs> we don't do two word titles. Oh, that, oh, oh, yeah, that's just, right. You make it one that's word. Right. Well, it. unless the Justice Society's in it. Oh, that wasn't. It wasn't like that in our scripts. <laughs> it was just so we could market it. <laughs> that was marketing, Steve. I know. I know. Well, technically, it was called Society and Legends. Right. And I like that so much better. But on one epic night, it's absolute justice. It's an absolute power. Um, which well, seems like we were doing a JSA spinoff, which we were not doing. Well, I know you... I, you're saying you, you can't talk much about Argo because we'll read it, but like... With solicitations out and stuff, you can talk about like the villain, can't you? Or what one of well, the well, there's 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 certainly a a, a a fist with bony protrusion smashing an S shield on the yeah, there is issue fifteen uh, and his yeah. ass, your ass. <laughs> I haven't seen this, guys. Oh well, okay, sorry. Where are you guys yeah. getting your information from? Oh. <laughs> I know a guy. Um, yeah, so there's Doomsday's fist crushing the S-Shield, Steve, on the third issue, print oh, issue? wow. Uh, of Argo, yeah. Gee whiz. Well, I tell you what, I was I was on a podcast with Brian Quirinius Miller, and huh. I, I was in a, 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 a bagel shop and a supermarket <laughs> and somewhere else with it. <laughs> in the trunk of my car. <laughs> oh, that was the third place. And a shallow grave. Hey, hey, man, I was just trying to see if you wanted any. Shut up back there. It was in a hollow grave. <laughs> oh. That was bad. Sorry. Um, 
Well, okay, so then I've missed completely. So issue two print of Argo is is Supergirl, right? And uh, with the flag, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Cat designed her, didn't she? Yes. That's so cool because I love that her uniform. But what's what is print issue one? Print issue cover. one. The cover is uh, Superman and Booster. Um, on, oh, like, 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 like skyscraper. Yeah, and, I did see yeah. that. I did see that. Well, I think it, it might not be as as vivid in your head because when it came out, it was it black and white. It was, just, it was black and white because yeah. the solicited. Yeah, it hadn't been colored yet. That's okay. So I have I haven't actually seen the finished version. That's it. Yeah, but it looks that's great. It, right? It's just gonna be three issues. Yeah, just for, for Argo's just the three. It's just a ninety pager. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then and I, I would assume. Cat's designs, and because there were there were a couple options she put together for Kara, I would assume they'll be in kind of the bonus. You know, you know how we have like those two or three bonus pages in the back. I, I would assume that they'll be back there in that first issue, which I hope we'll be getting. We're we're up to season seven. We'll start with the next print issue. I don't know how that's going to work when we run out of episodes. It's a very good question. We need more uh, bonus stuff. I guess, or or well, or we could just put more pages in each one. But or you could, Steve and I could just write a little two-page comic to go in the back. We've worked you out the draw back it too. Yeah, we well, you don't want that. We've worked <laughs> out the backstory of uh, how those streets were named. I, I don't think anybody's going to care about the streets, but it's it's about the city planning commission. <laughs> sounds riveting. It's 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 an amazing story of philanthropy and sacrifice. I think I think we need three pages, two pages, and we'll just do a notice one-off in the back of the issue for you. It's like Baby's Day Out, but with yeah. Otis. Exactly. Oh, like well, does he get up under? Site. Does he end up getting up under a, a newspaper and playing with a lighter? He can. That happened it's in Baby's Day Out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. It's we're, us. We're pitching you. Hey, this the, happened. Imagineers on this one. So. We're pitching this one, buddy. Don't don't ask. Can we? Yeah. There there will be uh there will be dolphins. Okay. That's like the weirdest threat. There will be dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest threat. <laughs> there will be dolphins. There will be dolphins. <laughs> there will be dolphins. There. Who <laughs> put a question mark at the end of this? <laughs> Um, she whiz. We'll come back around from Argo in a minute, but yeah. So, but I think one of the coolest things in the haunted for me, not only returning to the JSA Brownstone, but getting to meet uh, Jay uh, was oh, a yeah. big deal. And I was, trying, I was trying to play you dolphin noises, but it's not it's not working. Oh, well, that wouldn't have been creepy at all. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Now I'm reading about dolphin facts. Anyway, so you're talking about Jay. Yeah. We don't need another <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think uh, was was that a plan? You know, we obviously that didn't happen until season nine. But home. when you were wanting to to kill, when you had this this grand master scheme to kill Bart for the past five years, <laughs> yeah, was As I Jay always, for years and years? Was no. Jay always a part of that, especially after uh, season nine. No, because because the JSA wasn't even a glimmer in anyone's eye back when back when young assistant me wanted to mercilessly murder. It, it, I, it, it sounds awful. I didn't I have nothing against Bart. People are going to come away from this saying I had something against No, Bart. we'll back you up. We'll... It was totally... Now, Oliver, Oliver, what? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Different podcast. 
podcast. <laughs> <laughs> An off-air conversation. conversation. Um, he'll Oliver will will come back as soon as I have access to him again. Tony Stark will return in Iron Man Seven. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> does it work if the number doesn't rhyme? That's true. I, I I'm sorry. It does say that I think at the end of Iron Man Three. That he'll return in Iron Man Seven. No, it just says Tony. <laughs> it just says Tony Stark will return. Oh, they went. They went bond on him. Well, now at the end of Thor, at the end of the credits, Thor says Thor will return in the Avengers. It did say that. It did, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain America too. Did, oh, yeah. yeah, indeed. We all know this because you stick around for those codas. You do. So, which I saw the one today, and I couldn't help myself and watched. Anyhow, so what? What did you see today? The Iron Man three coda. Oh, has it already made its way online? Yeah. No, I don't. I, you know, I don't need to see that stuff before I go to the. I, I just it was there, and it was impulse. It was just there. Well, even like with like because all these like officially sanctioned clips from like from Star Trek are coming out now, and it's like, ooh, and I'm like, no, I don't want to watch this before I go see the movie. I don't care if there's a spoiler or not. I just like having all new information when I go to the movies. I like that too, and I try. Yeah. To, I, I did. Um, I somehow ended up having to watch the Star Trek clip and not meaning to. And I was like, oh well, we're here now. Stop it! You know, <laughs> pause halfway through it. But I, yeah, I they were like, I don't know, something came up on the screen today and was like, here's the Iron Man three code, and I was like, must watch, must see now. But yeah, I don't want to do that with Star Trek, and I definitely don't want to do it with Man of Steel. Well, and then it's it, it's a weird position to be in too, because the thing is, we're programmed now to expect that there's some kind of little button after the credits in any given movie we mm-hmm. go see. Yeah, um, and it's like with with Man of Steel, like I kind of hope there isn't, because I kind of want it to just be done, like not just so that I can go home, but just so that it it is. I'll just, just stick around like for the score. Else. I don't care if there's anything. I'm just gonna stick around for the score during the credits. And like, and the credits too. Like, it's 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 the only way a lot of folks who work on these movies because there's scores and scores and scores of people who work on these projects can get acknowledged in these credits. Right. So like it's, it's, it's a great way. Uh, if you stay till after the credits to watch another scene, then you're certainly sitting there while those names are rolling, but you're not necessarily paying attention to them. You're just biding your time until you get the treat at the end of the day. You're tweeting. Well, you're, I have a fun, right. I have a fun game that you can play if you're doing that. When the credits start to roll, as you get on into it, start trying to say every name that comes up on the screen. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's really fun for everyone who's around you, too. Well, if he you usually would, goes by himself, it's fun. It's <laughs> it's sad because it's okay, it's true. Steve. Don't cry. <laughs> it's sad because you know true. what? I go by myself during the day all the time. It's a freelancer's life. Mm-hmm. I saw Oblivion by myself the other day. Yeah. No, but no, I had a friend we were actually watching. I forget what we were watching. He's like, can you read all those names? And I started, and we just had a ball reading names and, like, shouting out to people who we have no idea who they are. But, by God, their name got acknowledged for most of it. See, I think more stuff should be in the credits, like the airplane, like the Leslie Nielsen, the Naked Gun movies, when it's just ridiculous crap that's like, are you paying attention in the credits? See, I like... some trivia in there. I liked how they used to do like the the cannonball run thing, 
uh-huh. where where on the side of the credits you would you would get kind of the 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 lollygagging and the horsing around. Yeah, the gag yeah. reel, as it were. Yeah. Yes. Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Or Jackie Horses. Jackie Chan getting hit in the face of the ladder by accident ten yeah. times. And Chris Tucker yelling, "You know he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour 3. Um, <laughs> I, when did this Coda stuff even like? I like the uh, the first one I can think of of recent years is at the end of Phantom Menace, Vader breathing. That's not. That doesn't count as like a real Coda. Though, no, right? but that's just up at the end. He man, he man. I was gonna say Masters of the Universe had a Coda. Oh yeah, with Skeletor coming up out of the water. Yep, yep. But before that, I can't. Think Ferris of Bueller. Yes. yes. Go home. It's okay. over. Um, the Muppet movie. Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm Pir- sorry. The Muppet movie has a coda? Kind of. Does it? If you just watch all the way through to the end, I mean, Animal kind of gets ticked at you when it's over. Because the Muppet movie, they're all kind of running around the theater anyway. Right. And then Animal's like, go home, go home, bye-bye. Okay, I think I did know that. Mm-hmm. I was worried that I'd miss something all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might do it in the Great Muppet Caper too. But no, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Brian, you're right. With, what happens with the, at the, with end the, of that? the monkey? The monkey takes one. You think the curse is over, and then it cuts back to that chest with all the coins in it, and then the monkey takes one of it and turns into a skeleton and screams at the screen. I don't think I've ever seen that. I didn't know that existed. Well, it's real. You've never seen the the coda to Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Hmm. Or the Caribbean. What about Pirates of the Caribbean 2? Well, is it it's not a coda, is it? Doesn't he just come down the steps and it's over? No, the dog at the end of the credits, the dog is being worshiped. Yes, that's true. No, I never saw that. And then Pirates of the Caribbean 3 or Caribbean is uh is is a uh, will coming home, isn't it? Um, does that happen after the credits? I I think so. The nine months later or nine years later, whatever it is. I thought that was before. Anyway, regardless. We We did. We we fell way down that hole. Sorry, guys. Let's talk about Earth 2. Let's do that. That's a dark place, sir. It's really it. That is the darkest of all possible timelines. I mean, it's, uh. It, it's kind of like Phantom, Lex, Zod, Metropolis on acid. Well, and it's it's just a testament to the amazing parenting skills of the Kents. Because <laughs> you could make the whole world go wrong if they if they hadn't if they hadn't uh, scooped him up out of that field. Now you had some. Uh, there was some talk of. of um, some issue with the whole Oliver Chloe Lois thing. Oh, on the yeah. on the interwebs on the on the Earth. Well, yeah, in the Earth too. It's there was there was some some controversy about about Oliver having um, having been unfaithful to Lois. Oliver too having yeah. been unfaithful to Lois too on awful awful Earth too um, with Chloe too of all people. Um, and it is an uncomfortable situation and it's a very gray situation and, um, it is icky, which is kind of the point, the point. Yeah. Which is, which is totally what Chloe and Oliver in, in, you know, 
Earth One acknowledge when they, when they come out of it, where they're like, "Was that supposed to be romantic?" It's like I don't know. Um, <laughs> just, just, just because it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to know. I just um, so. write the thing, kids. I don't know. But but it's you know, and then some people say that you know, there's that scene in in Luthor with um, mm-hmm. with Oliver and Lois up on the Ace of Clubs balcony for their engagement party, where you know they have the whole speech about you know she's he's the best man she knows, and you know he's like why me, Lois, and it certainly doesn't the fact that there were mistakes made, you know by him in his life and in their relationship before that scene doesn't really depower or devalue that scene at all. It actually makes it a little more tragic, I think. Because in so. the time frame that happened before that. Yeah, yeah. But, but it was, then we also flash forward to after that. Right, it was, bef- it was before the, uh, the fooling around with, with Chloe too was, um, was before um, the engagement. Right. Because we even flash back so far as to graduation day. Yeah. Um, where, where she's got Lana's necklace. Where the, where the meteors didn't come down. Uh, no, because the, cause the stones, because the blood didn't right. get on the stones, which right. is why. But just in how certain things are fated to just happen in different. But he had a fortress, so how did it happen? <laughs> But the but the blood is what triggered it. If you go back and look at season four's wackadoo, yeah, uh, <laughs> all of that wackadoo. stuff. Xanadu. Um, I love how many uh, meteor freaks you were able to throw in here. Well, and there was no Clark there to stop them, so they just had their own little ecosystem. Yeah, that uh, probably Lana didn't survive. <laughs> Because there wasn't a Clark there to save her from the nine million meteor freaks who decided to lock her in basement, stalk her, make wax statues of her, and throw horses at her, yeah. <laughs> and all of that. Freeze yeah, her. She was she was dead by the pilot. <laughs> it, <laughs> she, she she probably didn't make it that far in, honestly. Um, there were a bunch of folks with fat sucked out of them all over the place. Yeah, it's one of the skinniest counties in Kansas. Well, you even got to throw Amy Adams in here. I'm and then I don't, I don't think, I don't remember if it was on the panel. Um, uh, what's his face? Justin Gaines without his hands. Adam Brody. He was, he was with them running. Um, and he was, I think he was the first one to get to get heat vision obliterated. I'm not seeing him. The painter. He was. Yeah, the, I remember. Who, uh, killed Principal Kwan, right? Right. Kid from the OC. Yeah, I don't. I don't see him. Uh, Bug Boy, but Bug, Bug Boy's in here. It was Bug Boy, Amy that's Adams, him. and then it was supposed to be Adam Brody. Yeah, that's him in front. You can tell that's him in the six years ago. Yeah. Just keep moving. She says I can't, and the guy in the in the foreground. Oh, okay, is, okay. Is I don't like his voice. By the way, when I go back and watch those episodes. <clears throat> oh my god! He found us. <laughs> I'm not making fun of the dialogue, but I just, if now and that's him and his voice now is in my head. Uh, but we keep breezing through and just, um, by the time we get to, get to where we meet Jay, we're ramping up towards the end here because Superman decides that he's going to take on Black Flash himself. And, uh, Jay's out doing his grand Torino thing in the middle of the middle of the salt flats in Utah. What are you doing out here? Um, 
So, oh no, but oh. yeah, to the to the earlier point with the jazz, uh, yeah, like like Jay certainly wasn't um, wasn't built into you know any earlier iteration of you know idea for the story that I had. But in a post JSA world, and given that there was something going very very wrong with with Bart, it seemed uh, you know like Lois said, go talk to an expert. So, Brian. I'm I'm sorry to diverge from the J thing. I'm just kind of skimming through this scene of Clark, of Nega Clark, or whatever you want to call him, Bizarro. Clark Luthor. Yeah, Clark Luthor, uh, hunting down these people. And when he gets in there, and Chloe's got the rock, and he runs off uh, as he's leaving, he says, "Boring conversation." Boring conversation anyway. anyway. Luke, we're going to have company. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, I was just I was just wondering if if that was an intentional Star Wars reference. Uh, <clears throat> they they're always intentional Star Wars references. My gosh, why are we not best friends, Brian Q. Miller? <laughs> Aren't we? Okay, done. <laughs> Look out your window. That oh shadow, lord, that's oh. me. <laughs> In your trunk, I'm with you. <laughs> but there was so much going on that around that time. You texted me that day, and you were like. Everybody keeps saying, way to go on the Star Wars reference. Where was there a Star Wars reference in today's issue? I was like, boring conversation anyway. Well, yeah, but the thing is, when I wrote it, I'm sure I was aware of it. It but was that a was, year ago. It was like a year ago. <laughs> so from here on out, if I see little obscure lines that remind me of Star Wars, I can just accept. Yes, That's that at least time, at the time of writing, is. that they were intended to be. Yeah. Well, it's been, yeah, because it's been like Guardian, I wrote in... In season God. seven. In, in, yeah. <laughs> Guardian I wrote when I was three years old. Guardian I wrote in, oh, God, August of uh, 2011? Yeah, I think you said the show had been off about three months. Yeah. That's when, that's when Guardian so got written. And then there was, a, there was a big waiting period on pulling the trigger on Detective. And then um, we've been, you know, I've been ahead, certainly, but... Um, you know, uh, it, there hasn't been that much lead time on it, you know, since we got to Detective. Especially art-wise in some points. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's just kind of the nature of right. of comics and, and availability for artists. And, and I think it's easier to demand that someone write faster than someone draw faster. Right. Um, I'm skipping ahead to where the, the rocket comes down with the suit. And I love some of the all-star Superman references and a few things that we get in here between Emil and and Superman. I love the, the shuttle itself. The uh, the strategic upgrade pod. Yes. The sup. The sup. <laughs> such a it's such it's such a cool uh, comic uh, not comic book but uh, video game type thing to be done. Strategic it made, it made me think of it made me think of Arkham City. Oh, with the with the bat wing dropping off stuff. Right. It it actually was um, the sup was uh, going sup. to be was going to be integrated into um, into Batgirl at one point, hmm. and then things went awry and I couldn't write the book anymore, so it didn't happen. Well, whatever happened, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Clark, sup with you? Sup, sup with me? But uh, it gets to live on because it it stayed in my brain forever, forever. Um, we've got Lois and, uh, Lois and Otis at the bar and not just any bar, the bar at, uh, at hipster bibbos. Yeah. <laughs> hipster hibbos. 
which couldn't be Ace of Clubs because we already did Ace of Clubs. Right. So it's been done. Otis is going to go to the seediest of places to get his uh, Shirley Temples and diabetes. 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 <laughs> Named Wilford Brimley, and I look like a walrus. I want to talk to you about diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's a serious subject now. Come on. <laughs> in this commercial, I just pitched Cocoon 3. If you didn't <laughs> in this commercial, I act like I'm still an actor. But I'm really just a spokesman for diabetes and Liberty Mutual. Let me tell you a few things about insulin. <laughs> You can only get Liberty Mutual if you've got diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> he was always so mean acting. Um, you should do this for your family. All right, Mr. Brimley. <laughs> Please just hurt us yeah. <laughs> Please don't take your shirt off and jump in the pool again. <laughs> I don't want to see batteries not included. Oh. You know, I've never seen that. Batteries not included? Yeah. Skip it. You made it. You made it this long. Okay. Isn't that the one where the little robots are flipping hamburgers at one point? Yeah. Well, that's like that's one of those things where, like, when I was growing up, we didn't have cable. So if it it like because a lot of a lot of my friends saw you know all of this stuff like on HBO. Right. When it came on for the first time, and like cable wasn't a component in my daily life until college. Yeah. So I just there was all kinds of stuff like that that I didn't see a hundred times. Or even once, because it, I literally wasn't in a position to see it. He's taking us back to the bayou. Because you were born on the bayou. Thank, thank you. Okay. I got that. Right. The, the reference is not lost. Okay. It's, right. it's, it's, it's linked up to a piece of conversation from about 30 minutes ago, but, but I get it. Okay, awesome. Good. Well, I was just bringing it all back around. No, it's good. It's good. So, Brian, in Haunted, a lot seemed to happen. How did you decide to Whoa, stuff so much? you sound like T-Pain right now. Yeah, you're all kind of, it happens sometimes with Steve. We're what all kind of auto-tuned at the moment. Oh, no. You're back. Okay. You're back. <laughs> and we're back. You sounded like crazy sister from Superman 3. Mm. When I saw end. that in the theater as a little child, that scared the bejesus oh, out of me. it scared me to death when I saw it. <laughs> oh. Well, and you think about it when you're little and you see that you're already uncomfortable enough because alcoholic black tar kryptonite Superman yes. um, had, had, had relations, had relations with liberty. that blonde lady. With that cleavage. With the cleavage lady. And then, and then so you're all uncomfortable from all of that. Then he metaphysically like gets murdered by Clark Kent. <laughs> And then, and then he's not an alcoholic anymore, so he kicked it. He's like, that's not, and then, that wasn't me, lady. And then you, you get all the way to, to you know, the, when the, the Brainiac thing happens with, with the big computer, and then that scary lady is the witch from Captain EO, and I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. When she blinks yeah. her eyes and they're, like, all silver and stuff. Mm. That, that's, that, that's a kid's movie. Give me Nuclear Man with Wolverine Claws any day. No. 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 <laughs> no. And your ass. <laughs> Destroy Superman. No, no. Uh, let's go mm-mm. back. Let's Sorry. go back to Gus Gorman in the game. Let's just go back to one and two. <laughs> That's what Brian Singer did. Let's just go back to one and two. Mm. Why do I have the posters on my wall? Never mind. That's it's it's a moot point. 
Well, uh, I am one who is a, I'm a defender of Superman four because I feel like the heart was there. The execution just was not. Oh, you just love Timmy or whatever his name is. Yeah, I tell you what I do. I tell you what I do. The kid that writes the letter. Oh, the kid. The kid. uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it's just Jimmy. I know that's Jimmy Olsen. I think that's Olsen. Is it Robbie? You know, you know what's what's heart is is in the right place, and the execution just isn't quite right. Which I saw. No, (laughs) no, no. I was gonna say Supergirl. Oh, which, yeah. oh, come on now! Everything yeah. was in the right place for Supergirl. It's no, but but the, but I love it. Like I saw it for the first time last year. Except for weird Phantom Zone. Is that the you first saw it for the first time it? last year? Yeah, oh. I hadn't seen it before then. That was that was must rent around my house. That was I wore that VHS out. Jeremy was the boy's name, by the way. Jeremy. I just don't understand why Superman said no. Shut up, Jeremy. <laughs> All the other kids in the class. God, Jeremy's talking again. I tell you what I'd do. Shut up, Jeremy. I'd send a letter to Superman. <laughs> That's just what I'm going to do. That's, you watch. And I'll go to Metropolis, and I'll tell him everything. Where's he going to get a net that big? Gosh, guys. <laughs> yeah, the heart was really in the right place. And Supergirl's Phantom Zone always terrified me. Squirt. Squirt. Well, because there's a big like there's a howling vortex, and it's it's very much well. I mean, but the thing is, we hadn't like when Zod was in the Phantom Zone, we, we didn't never, see what that it was, was actually first, like. I, I can remember the first like when we started House of L, and that was season five going into season six, and we were like, we're actually going to see the Phantom Zone. We've never seen the Phantom Zone before. All we've seen is Supergirl's Phantom Zone, and please don't let it be like that Phantom Zone. <laughs> But it was kind of. It was kind of, yeah. The game is up, Selena. God, that movie. According to the uh, the internet, DC Comics in 1987 did a comic book adaptation of Superman for The Quest for Peace. And the adaptation has an alternate ending wherein Superman and Jeremy fly above the Earth observing the planet. Oh, good. So he died. Well, uh, they could go in space in the Superman universe. L- Lacey Warfield was up there. Um... So in the Superman 4 universe. Right, right. <laughs> Power of shadow. Well, Zod and Ursa and Nan are like having full conversation on the surface of the moon. That's true. Well, you got to suspend your disbelief in some instances, Brian. Come on. <laughs> but maybe we just really want Jeremy dead. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. I don't he understand why took mouth, to Superman space. kills him. Flies him up to the atmosphere and kills him. What you well, as soon as he opens his mouth, that's when he, he depressurizes and all yeah, of his insides just come flying out as like, he turns inside out from space. It, oh, Jeremy, I didn't tell you. Couldn't, couldn't talk up here. <laughs> <laughs> then it's super awkward because there's just a cloud of inside-out Jeremy. And Superman's like, oh, and he's trying to push it back together and it just won't fit back right. No, what what you don't find out is Superman's like all drunk tar kryptonite Superman again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that... Um, with that Gemini where you actually find out it's Bizarro. <laughs> Yo. All of Superman 4 was actually Black Tar Superman. <laughs> he went back on the sauce. He grabbed the wrong piece of kryptonite when, or piece of krypton when, his, when he was trying to get his powers back. When the house was being sold. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Well, um, but seriously, I want to hold out for a real farmer. 
Huh? He's I, quoting Superman 4. Superman now. 4, man. <laughs> Just love paying it. attention. I love it. Is there any reason that the dad looks that's playing soccer with the kid in the speed storm looks exactly like the guy that Superman saved in Las Vegas moments earlier? Oh, does he? Yeah. Oopsie. No. Just, uh, you know, with a, with a world with as, as varied a gene pool as ours, you can find people with striking resemblances to... to apparently, to you can find the same guy three times in one day. It's true. It's very true. My sister-in-law was in Ohio one time, and she sent me a text of someone and said, Are you here? And, I looked at, and it was me. Like I was like, Oh, my gosh, what am I doing there? <laughs> I, I hope it works out for me. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens. I'm like, Go meet him. Find out who he is. What's his story? It's Steve from 20 hours from now. Yeah, it's, a, it's Back to the Future to you. Yeah. And she can't go find that one because that screws everything up. Yeah, I started to disappear all of a sudden. You've got to embrace the paradox, Steve. The paradoxes work themselves out, Derek. They do. They tend to. That's a you from like from 20, 20 days from now yeah. who's now stuck then and has to live out the rest of his days parallel to you until you wind up going into the loop and traveling back to then. When so will- he has to stay out of time's way in Ohio for a little while. So when will then be now? Soon. Mm. <laughs> They've gone to plaid. <laughs> and I believe that sums up this episode, guys. <laughs> Ludicrous speed. Go. Um, we get a lot more information about the crisis as we get to the end of Haunted. Uh, like a lot get, more. Get, yeah, you get to see uh, kind of how it all went down at the very end on, on Earth 2. And then um, you know we get we get a name of the uh, of the big bad. Finally, we get the monitors. Mm. Is the name we get in the end. So and and really poetically, it, it also worked out to do the Bart story this year because crisis stories are when things like that happen in flashes. So it's a, it's a good nod to larger kind of DC constants. It is. It is. It's just so much sad. Yeah, but let me dead. tell you something. Let me tell you something. Did you hear the Rascal Flats when you were when you were reading it? I did hear the Rascal Good. Flats. Feels like today. Yeah, that's one where thing. I guess we have to ask you where the. Although I do want to ask you what the song is when we're flying above the Watchtower. Well, I want to know what the song is when there's a knock on the door and Lois answers and there's a tear in her eye. I assume it's all the same song. It would all be the same song. Yeah. What song whatever is the, that? Whatever that song is, I don't know. Lifehouse's Life newest I, single. I just don't. I can go back and retroactively look at them and try and fit things, but it'd have to be kind of a badass one because you got all the leg stuff going on too. It'd, be, it'd have to it'd be, yeah, probably a, a Kelly Clarkson one a little bit, maybe. Oh, it's not sober, is it? Not during this. Might be a little Kelly Clarkson. I don't think it's that. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. I think it works. I think it's great. You won't be keeping tabs on me anymore, Lex. It doesn't flow, Steve. Let you, it go. You don't think? No. Hold on. I'm let me get. Let me get. Let me pull it up here. Get the dialogue going. Okay, you go ahead. We aren't here to ask for a favor. We're here to take something back that belongs to us. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. Sorry. 
The only thing that would have made that better is if you had not played Zion. <laughs> no, you did. Uh, but then we get the reveal of, of Tess. They've pulled her. They've used all the, the machinery and pulled her out of Lex's mind and imported her into, they downloaded her into Watchtower. Who knew you could do that many things with the Project Intercept box? A this lot. guy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the me pushing keys, making things work. I love the thanks for the memories line. Yeah. When Superman he, just being a grade A prick to Lex. Mm-hmm. What? On Superman stationery. Well, he's got that because we set that up in, in Guardian. He had his, his Superman stationery. Oh, but I'm glad she's backing him. I'm I'm interested. See, I know uh, one of the offshoots coming up is about her, right? Hollow. Okay, I didn't know if you could Hollow say that. Hollow back. Holla. What? Hollow. Hollow. Hollow <laughs> And then we fly above Watchtower where we find out Chloe is pregnato. Yeah, we've known Chloe's Chloe's yes. pregnato. Where Clark learns Chloe. Where Clark learns that Chloe's pregnato, right? And then we have to go through Jonathan's death again. Look. Just 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 burn the coals. <laughs> it's relevant to the to the to the conversation that they're having. Yes. Yes, it's good. Because her her home life, you know, she, you know, her mom got sent to a loony bin, and for all we know, Gabe like two Wong food away to Vegas Where or something at some Gabe? point. So, can you bring him in at some point? <sighs> no idea where Gabe went. He just straight up disappeared. Was that the, was Gabe the Julian clone? No, Gabe <laughs> Sullivan, Chloe's Gabe dad. Sullivan. Oh yeah, Gabe Sullivan. Yeah, he just straight up disappears. Well, not Grant Gabriel. Grant yeah. Gabriel. That's right. I had the G's. Men at Works. Michael Cassidy. Mm. Is he related so to Cassidy show. Freeman? No, I don't no, know. I guess that'd be last name, name, first name. Okay. It's um, not a fortune puzzle. Well, right. just kind of tell us. Um, since Effigy is so short, and but just kind of where that came out of, because I know that was your first offshoot, but you kind of, was that just like a, a dream thing? It's like, I'm going to just put Batman and Martian Manhunter together. Well, the the basic idea, even down to the title of, of Effigy, was, um, was also an episode idea that I brought up and we kicked around repeatedly for like the last two years, was, um, was Seven with John Jones and Clark hunting a white Martian. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. As, so none as, of this is new material. You're just using <laughs> <laughs> the well. The nugget it never got written. It never got broken. But it was just one of those for the for the whiteboard ones to where it was. You know, and certainly, I'm not going to pull from any, you know, any stories that weren't. Oh yeah, I'm just from my brain. You know, I'm not going to take anybody else's work. But but effigy was one that. Um, just would have been, you know, like like it turned out to be a big a big John Jones kind of backstory episode. Um, so when when we had the opportunity to do kind of our side stories here, then that was one that didn't necessarily need to have Clark in it for it to work. Um, and so you know, kind of uh, slyly, a good way to sell, you know, if you can't have Clark on the cover, then put Batman on the cover. Like it was a good a good way to I think help keep eyeballs on the book that week that it wasn't just John Jones, but that, right. that we had Batman back in it too. Especially for the first one. Um, and I, you know, as I was getting into it, I remember telling you, I was like, I'm digging effigy almost more than I have on it. Just cause it was so just quick and back and forth. And 
and we see Billy again. Uh, and uh, yeah, Billy pops up a lot, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. He does. Damn. Yeah. And um, but I wonder, uh, I wonder why Billy pops up so much. I have mm. no idea, bro. Mm. I have no idea. Um, but uh, I was, I was, and then Effigy was over, and I was like, it's done. And then, but I was loving Haunted, and we got really ramped up back into Haunted, and I was like, these offshoots are just like the, I mean, it was just the perfect counterpart to what you've already got going on. Well, and size-wise, they function they function very much like a regular episode does. Right. Like, because even, even the page count, you know, it's, it's a 40-page story, and, you know, TV was like 42 minutes of episode. Yeah. So it's 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 much closer in in spirit and in execution to, you know, shy, it's shy one act, you know, of being kind of structured like a traditional episode of the show. Now and so now we've got it started before Argo. We've got Valkyrie, which was actually going to be a full episode, correct? Um, At one time, well, that full episode in 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 series or in, well, I, in- for 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 this, and correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't. Um, Superman in the thirty first century and and Lois and Lana in the same episode and it was called Valkyrie at one point. Yes, there mm-hmm. was there was there was a point when that happened and that was well before that was just in my kind of outline for the season. Right, um, and it certainly works better just to not shift back and forth between time periods in in Argo as you'll see once we get going in it. Um, so it it worked kind of to everyone's you know advantage to have Valkyrie as its own story. The title Valkyrie was associated with. Um, the all female JLA episode we never did in season ten. Right. So the the title's been alive in 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 and in play um, for a while. We just we just never had a, a right time to do that female JLA episode. And so time wise, we've got. So this Friday will be another Argo. Yes, that's the third Argo. And then on Wednesday will be a, the first print. Uh, let me I think. Hold up. Let me look I up. had this up when we were going to talk the other night, and I, I didn't pull it up tonight. Um, we are heading into May, correct? Yes. Uh, Wednesday, May 8th is the first Wednesday of the month. So uh, we'll actually have two weeks of Valkyrie in a row. So is that we'll the first get... one? No. The yeah. first Wednesday of the month is... <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's that, that May the 1st. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess that one then is, what, wait, what, what calendar am I looking at? What year? Oh, that's not even. 84. (laughs) Let me, yeah, yeah. So there's May 1st. So that actually should be that Argo issue. I need to know how many issues of Argo number one to go get with my name in it. I don't know. I, I have to look at the solicits. Oh, yeah, I feel like some it was going to be on May 1st. and then with the I thought solicits. it was. Hmm. And then Friday the 3rd was going to be Valkyrie 2. Let's go, Internet. Don't tell me now. Issue number 13. Go, go, Gadget, Google. Go, go, Google, Google, Bobble. Um, where is... Shoot. Why is this not... Keep talking about something while I look for this information. Steve. Well, I know what I'd do. I'd send a letter to Superman. (laughs) Jeremy, I'll take you into space. He'd know what to do. Okay, issue 13, Argo number one, comes out May 8th. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. The following Friday. So we're 
Wednesday. That seems like a so, but that is a delayed reaction um, time for yes. Prince. Yeah, but that's just when they've got it coming out. Yeah, so. I think that's just how it lands. Oh, look, there's a colored version of the cover that I have. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, look at that. However, here's what I will say. Even though you get it, um, you know, on that, that Wednesday the 8th, you get a second issue of Smallville in print uh, the same month because on the 29th, Effigy is Effigy coming. comes out. Yeah. Um, and But then that's going to be... Is that still going to be three ninety nine? Not that I wouldn't pay for it. I just um, well, it's it's a it's a forty page story, so it's the same length as. Oh yeah, I guess technically it is. Yeah, what, it it, it won't like. have, as far as I know, it shouldn't have any of the episode guide stuff in the back. It's just going to be a special. It should just be yeah. It's just it's just that's how we're counting those as the specials. And I got my uh, 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 volume one in today. Yay! So be sure and get that, folks, if you haven't already. Guardian all compiled into one. Uh, graphic novel bound with the, with the bonus features and with, all the typos corrected. And now all. we didn't get the quote on the back like I was hoping. Where Brian Q. Miller turns it up to eleven. <laughs> mm, okay, we'll let that one go. Uh, um, but we we do do. Let's see. We have Argo we three do. this Friday, and then we have two weeks of Valkyrie in a row. So Valkyrie the third and the tenth are both yeah. Valkyrie. Yeah, and then because it's a five week month. Right. So on a five Friday month, the, the last three Fridays are main story. And every as long other- as they'll put at the bottom, of course, I know what's coming, but, you know, the ca- casual reader I sometimes see, it's like, can anybody tell me why I was in the middle of a Lois and Lana story and now I'm in the 31st century? Like, I, Yeah, I know. I, I know. literally saw somebody tweet the other day. The only problem I've really ever seen was at the end of Effigy, it just ended. And it wasn't like, you know, come back. Come back next week for, for the another, conclusion, you know, for another yeah. chapter of Haunted or something. Yeah, the only point where I've seen where it, they just haven't, there just hasn't been a clear direction of what was coming. We're getting the hang of it. Yeah, We're getting there. It's it's all new. Um, We're getting there. But I'm enjoying the heck out of yeah, it's been uh, so Valkyrie good. too. Yeah, well, definitely Argo, but not just saying that because we're in it. But. Uh, <laughs> um, can you? I haven't. I haven't heard you say anywhere else yet. Can you talk about who the villain is in Valkyrie? Maybe? Um, you'll yeah. you'll know who the villain is by the end of the next chapter of Valkyrie. So that's a no. It's 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 a reveal. It's a page turn reveal. So oh. yes, it's a it's a villain from the show's past. But that's Ooh. that's about all I can all say. All right, it's someone we've met before. Well, um, yes, Steve. It's someone we've met before. So okay. I got. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> it's Sean Kelvin. That's it. Um, no, I, I'm enjoying that. I'm looking forward to see how it goes. But I've also it's two Jonathan Taylor Thomases. Oh, you only bought the ticket for one, but they both show up. <laughs> well, they uh, sit on each other's shoulders and they wear a trench coat. <laughs> the doctors in the hallway. <laughs> doctors in the hallway. Uh, Muppet Man. Um, Brian, before before we go, and and I need I know I need to wrap up. You guys can keep the party going if you want, but yeah. I, since I'm doing the recording, I, I figure y'all don't want to do that. Um, can I hit you with a few lightning round questions here? Oh, okay, be gentle. Okay, well the and and I understand if you can't answer any Nothing of these. Nothing above the waist. Sure, I understand if you can't answer any of these. These are all about appearances that we may appearances. or may not see. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're, we're going to see Ill O'Brien, the Plastic Man, anytime. <laughs> no. Billy Batson, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Next. Animal Man. 
No. That kid from the one cartoon that ended up being part of the Bruce Tim verse. What was that kid's name? The kid from Over, the one cartoon. Overdrive. Hyper. What? Hyper. What? Hyper. What stick. Static Shock. Static Shock. Is that right? Static Shock? Oh, Static Shock? Oh, yeah. How would you get Overdrive and that yeah, kid Static? Where... I don't know, guys. He's got his own series right now. Okay. Uh, I, no, it's not anymore. Okay. Is it over? Yeah, it got uh, canceled. Uh, right. <laughs> I do. I do very much like Static. I so I, like static. I, I would. I would say that it. It would be. You know, certainly something. If I were to do a story at some point that featured the younger tier of heroes, mm-hmm. that that would certainly be someone I'd strive to have in the mix. I feel like Hala might work for that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, continuing the lightning Good round here. God. <laughs> three more. Three more in the lightning round. Uh, you plan on doing maybe a musical episode anytime soon? Uh, no, I am not. Okay. Uh, any, celebrity, <laughs> any celebrity guest stars a la Love Boat? <laughs> um, well, Stephen Hawking. Okay, awesome. Um, who, who, That's a yeah. big one. You know, T- Tess and he have a romance. It's it's an awkward thing. It's an episode about social networking oh. called Love Bug. Huh. And and wh- what it is is they you know wh- she doesn't realize that the person because she's digital now right she's all she does right now Steve the dream has come true I know I'm so just, what she I'm what she doesn't realize is that this person that you know she's she's kind of with her digital heart fallen in love fallen in love with and mm-hmm. by the way can it even really be love is it a reasonable facsimile of love what how how does she feel and emote now that she's a, a ghost in the machine and it turns out the person that she's been making you know emoticon and emoji googly eyes at is Stephen Hawking who's on the other end and he you know has no idea that he's you know involved with a lady of light so it's 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 certainly an awkward coffee they have I love it I love it I think I I see romantic comedy written all over that and finally with the Man of Steel trailer and seeing some of that those clips of Clark up in the northwest uh, do you think we'll see any of the deadliest catch guys show up in Smallville um uh, I, I think we'll see shirtless, dirty, uh, bearded people um, throwing fish around, but I don't know that they'll actually be seamen. Okay, so not like Captain Sig or or, or Jonathan Hill Strand or any of those guys from Deadliest Catch. I, I do not believe so. No, okay. I mean in small maybe some, maybe some whale wars. Okay, well, that's those. I don't like those people. I'm surprised you're not crossing. Or, or some of your, your Duck Dynasties. I was going to say, I'm surprised you're not begging him to cross over with Duck Dynasties. Well, simple. let's be honest, guys. Deadliest Catch, superior reality television show to Duck Dynasty. So. I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Well. He's judging you. I'm, there's no judgment. I, sw- I, I swear to you, there's no judgment there. I understand. There's no nothing. There's no emotion. <laughs> There's no emotion. There's no investment. I put nothing behind it. Great. Well, that's just all. me outside the window, just shining my hook, waiting for you to go to sleep. God. Hmm. Well, guess who's not sleeping tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. Let me let me fire up the grill for you. Me. I've been shotgunning Red Bulls with that hook all day. Dang, that's awesome. You be careful of that grill. There may be a water moccasin over there. Show me. Um. Derek, you, anything else from you, bud? I'm just, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm glad we're Superman said our names. Mm-hmm, indeed. And that, dude, serious, Brian, that. I, that made our It made year. my life. Yeah. I, that sounds pathetic. It made my week, month, day. 
life. Yeah, it made my life. So. It made my life. It made my life. Ryan, there's not much I can do for my internet friends, so it's these little things that mm. that, that I can I can give to you. Well, we need to talk to about how much you interact with the competition uh, at some point. So. Um. <laughs> Well, that's going to, I guess, Derek, will that wrap it up for us? Yes, that's good. We've taken up enough of this gentleman's time. All right. We're on the Twitter at Shoe Podcast. They're the best. You can email us at, uh, what is the email? Email us at geekoutonline at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, thanks for joining us on this episode of Starkville House of Bell. Brian, once again, thanks. Until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Derek. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks, guys. It's a slow fade. We're out. It is a slow fade. (laughs) God. (laughs) 